Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. And it's brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit Mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Lots going on today. The grain market's performance this week. Canola rebounded while wheat futures were slightly up. The Water Security Agency responded to criticism of its agricultural water stewardship policy. And farmland has been affected by the explosion of a Ukrainian dam. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Municipal Hail Insurance, farmers insuring farmers. See municipalhail.ca. A commodity futures advisor with PI Financial described the performance of wheat futures over the last two weeks as trading sideways. Adam Bacallo says the July Minneapolis wheat contract increased about five cents a bushel for the week. So there hasn't been really that many kind of positive news articles or things like that. There could be some bearish news from the USDA coming today that will maybe put a little bit more downward pressure potentially on the wheat market. The bias right now is definitely in the bear camp. I I do think that overall U.S. wheat supply prospects have clearly suffered some permanent damage in some areas and actually have put other areas under significant threat of production losses. Uh, However, it seems that that kind of that weather premium, you know, it is already kind of in the market and there might be some more bearish weather coming over the next kind of seven days in the U.S. So again, today we might see the U.S. kind of wheat production revised downward uh, along with lower stock estimates. So traders will be watching that report today, especially for wheat, uh, kind of beans and corn to see what kind of next week holds. The July canola contract, however, rebounded by $30 for the week, and Piccolo says that contract will expire in the next two weeks with a lot of volume on the November contract. He says two factors are influencing canola's price growth. Looking at a few different factors, the first is on the soybean oil side. Soybean oil has increased quite a bit here kind of in the, in the last couple of weeks, up about 15% actually. Uh, so that's uh, a pretty big spike here recently. And then also we sometimes see kind of some positioning at the end of contract months as well too. So I'm thinking we might kind of get closer to that 700 mark in the next couple of weeks again on this, uh, the July front month here as maybe traders are, are kind of getting out of some of the contracts as well as to looking at the soybean market as well. So 
soybeans have have bounced significantly off the lows. The July contract reached an intraday low here back on May 31st of about 12.70 a bushel, and now we're sitting at about 13.85. So a uh, dollar ten kind of spike here in the last nine days, and I think that's maybe offering a little bit support as well. In addition to the USDA report, Bacallo has another item he's keeping an eye on that may affect grain markets next week. I think one thing that is maybe offering a little bit of help to everything is right now there seems to be kind of a more of a, a risk on type of feeling for the stock market. So the sentiment right now is investors are actually turning more bullish according to the AAII sentiment report. Um, not going into too much detail with that, but it basically tells if investors are more bullish or bearish. And, and right now they are kind of going more bullish on the stock market. So that might at least give the appetite for a little bit of risk if uh, if you know what large funds are wanting to you know buy or or sell kind of some of these commodities the AAII Piccolo referred to is the American Association of Individual Investors back to Saskatchewan agriculture today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, size matters. See Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist, prairieeavestrough.ca. The spokesman for the Saskatchewan Water Security Agency says its agricultural water stewardship policy remains in development. Patrick Boyle responded after the Saskatchewan Alliance for Water Sustainability and NDP critic for the WSA, Erica Ritchie, raised concerns about the policy on Monday. Boyle first explained what the policy is and its goals. And it's centered around water management um, and sound water management. So the goals of that policy uh, include to increase capacity to be resilient against both flooding and drought and to support water quality for human uses, agricultural production, industry and healthy aquatic populations and biodiversity. So just kind of some overarching goals for that. So when you look at that stewardship policy. It's part of the agricultural water management strategy, which is the bigger picture. And and one of those main components uh, of the policy is wetland stewardship. Uh, and so that's going to help manage water quality along with water quantity, wetland habitats, soil health, and, and greenhouse gases. One of the criticisms by SAWS was the policy lacked requirements to restore drained wetlands. However, Boyle says it's still under consultation, so nothing has been finalized. Well, I think there's a misunderstanding of of, of actually what's uh, going on and factually correct. So what's happening right now is the agricultural water stewardship policy is not done. It's currently undergoing a significant consultation. So um, at WSA, we really value the interest and perspectives of all stakeholders and Indigenous communities. And, And that's why in July of 2022, we launched a comprehensive ongoing engagement process. And, and as of May 2023 here, over 70 different provincial organizations and indigenous communities have been invited to a series of plenary sessions. And and to date, we've had 44 organizations engage, 
and and they provided valuable input on the key components of that policy. And and so we're we're hosting dedicated engagement for all First Nations and Métis communities, and we're actively receiving feedback on the engagement materials that are publicly posted on our website right now, and and any considerations, so commentary of that can go into that and help form and create that policy as it goes forward. So it would be odd to comment against something that isn't finalized, if that makes sense. Another critique was the lack of enforcement on illegal drainage projects. Boyle says there is a process they follow to ensure projects comply. We've been working through that uh, through the agricultural water management strategy. And if there is a request for assistance and, and it goes through that and what we look at here is compliance as a whole. And so um, currently we work through what's considered the network approach where, you know, water just doesn't stop in one area or one producer to the next. It is a network and as a whole needs to be addressed. And, and those are large and complex issues that get worked through, but there is a process for that and it works through and, and, and makes its way through and to compliance. And ideally at the end of the day, we want a solution that works for everyone where you have approvals and in a system that's well managed and done responsibly. He was asked if any member of the Saskatchewan Alliance for Water Sustainability can engage with the Water Security Agency about the policy. Yeah, they're absolutely open to sending any feedback and commentary on the the public materials that are available. Uh, A lot of the consultations focused on provincial organizations that have stakeholders that would be directly impacted by this. And so that's where a lot of that is, is based on. So, but certainly public commentary is welcome and can be done on through our website and at the email address that's attached to that. All the materials are are available publicly. So that's uh, something we open and welcome those comments. Boyle says consultation period wraps up at the end of this year and expects the policy to be finalized sometime in the first half of next year. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Now today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. There's a report that a potential merger between Bungie Limited and Viterra is imminent. Sources told Reuters that Viterra's shareholders, which include Glencore, Canada Pension Plan Investment Board, and British Columbia Investment Management Corporation, may sign off on the deal as soon as this weekend, and an announcement might be made next week. However, they did caution that the deal could fall apart just as quickly. Sources also told Reuters Bungie will pay for most of the deal with stock, but will also use cash and has lined up debt financing from banks. Furthermore, Bungie's management team would oversee the combined company. Should the deal be approved and all other hurdles cleared, it has the potential to create an agricultural trading giant worth more than $30 billion. Regina ag implement maker Dagelman Industries has bought into the grain bagging and grain milling equipment business with a deal for Alberta manufacturer Wren Mill Center. Degelman says it recently bought the Lacombe Alberta company for an undisclosed sum and will keep Wren's existing employees and management in place. In business for about 60 years, Wren's product lines include grain baggers, grain bag unloaders, roller mills, hammer mills and bagger mills, which it sells through dealers across Western Canada and exports to over 25 countries, 
including the U.S., U.K., Australia, and Ireland. Wren also serves as the Western Canada distributor for U.S. manufacturers, including Wisconsin forage equipment maker H&S Manufacturing, Kentucky-based Ideal Postpounders, and Iowa grain conveyor maker Unitube. Russia says there would be a negative impact on the fate of a Black Sea grain deal from a blast which damaged a pipeline used to export Russian ammonia via Ukraine that Moscow once restarted. The Togliati Odessa pipeline, which once pumped up to 2.5 million metric tons of ammonia annually for global export to Ukraine's Pivdeni port on the Black Sea from Togliati in western Russia, has lain idle since the start of the war in February of last year. Russia has accused Ukrainian forces of blowing up a part of the pipeline, the world's longest carrying ammonia, in Ukraine's Kharkiv region on Monday. The regional Ukrainian governor said Russia had shelled the pipeline on Tuesday. Russia has threatened to walk away from the Black Sea grain deal on July 17th if demands to improve its own food and fertilizer exports are not met. Dry conditions and low soil moisture reserves in key Australian growing regions, along with expectations for developing El Nino weather patterns, are expected to cut into that country's pulse production in 2023-24. That's despite steady to higher seeding intentions for several crops, according to the latest crop report from the Australian Bureau of Agricultural and Resource Economics and Sciences. Seeded lentil and pea seedings in that country are forecast to dip by only 1,000 hectares each on the year at 645,000 hectares and 197,000 hectares respectively. However, lentil production is forecast to drop by 36 percent at 905,000 metric tons, while the pea crop is forecast to be down by 26 percent at 233,000 metric tons. A Brazilian Supreme Court justice has asked for more time to study a case pitting the country's indigenous people against its powerful farm sector. It's a decision that is likely to give lawmakers more time to pass a measure favoring big agriculture. The decision by the justice represents a setback for the rights of Brazil's roughly one million indigenous people. The proposal would impose a cutoff date for ancestral land claims. It has already been approved in the lower house and awaits a vote in a newly conservative Senate. If it passes Congress, all eyes would turn to leftist President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, who has the power of veto. Lula has staked his global reputation on protecting indigenous rights and preserving the environment, but he is also increasingly reliant on the ag sector to drive domestic growth. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, a mainly sunny sky, also some haze. Winds out of the northeast at 20 kilometers an hour, 
High of 28 degrees with the humidex. It'll feel more like 30. Tonight, clear and haze clear. Also some haze. Winds from the east at 20 kilometers an hour. Low of 13. Tomorrow, sunny. Winds east at 20. The high 25 degrees. The low 10. Sunday, more of the same. Sunshine, high of 26. The low 13. Monday, sunny. High of 28. The low 13. Tuesday, sunny, high of 28, the low 16. Wednesday, partly cloudy with a 30% chance of showers, high of 27, a low of 13. And Thursday, partly cloudy, high of 22 degrees. Normal highs are 23, normal low is 9. The sun rose at 4.48 this morning, and the sun will set at 9.08 p.m. tonight. Looking around the province in Estevan, 26 degrees. They're also the warm spot in Saskatchewan. Elsewhere, Saskatoon is at 23, Swift Current and Yorkton 22, Weyburn is at 25. Cold spot in Saskatchewan is up in Collins Bay at 13. In Regina, mainly sunny, winds from the northeast at 16 kilometers an hour, Te uh, humidity at 53%, temperature 23 degrees at 73 Fahrenheit, barometric pressure at 101.7 and rising. In Moose Jaw, some smoke. Winds from the north-northeast at 22 kilometers an hour, and the temperature is at 23 degrees. Once again in the Queen City, mainly sunny. Winds from the northeast at 16, and the temperature is at 23 degrees. That's a look at weather. We'll take a break. We'll be back right after this. Saskatchewan's leading farm and ranch real estate brokerage is Shepherd Realty in Regina. Shepherd Realty has just listed for sale six quarters of farmland near Maple Creek and two quarters of farmland near Mydale. To learn more about these listings, see the team at Shepherd Realty in Regina today. And if you're considering selling your farm or ranch property, get the ball rolling by contacting Shepherd Realty in Regina, 352-1866, shepherdrealty.ca. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. The consultation was initiated last week by the United States under the Canada-United States-Mexico Agreement, and Canada joined today as a third party. Chris Davison is the Vice President of Stakeholder and Industry Relations for the Canola Council of Canada. Yeah, we, we are supportive and very much welcome uh, the announcement from the Government of Canada uh, this morning. Um, our interest here is, uh, comes from the fact that uh, Mexico is a leading market for Canadian canola. It was valued at about uh, $1.6 billion in, in 2022 and, and is in fact a uh, Canada's largest uh, agri-food export uh, to that country. So uh, we're supportive of the government's efforts, and really it's around re-establishing some certainty and predictability uh, in terms of our trade relationship with Mexico. He's afraid that if GM corn is banned from Mexico, GM canola could be next. In order to continue to serve the Mexican market, we need to have regulatory systems in place that are going to support getting those innovations you referred to including products of ag biotechnology uh, authorized in those markets so that we can in turn put them in the hands of uh, Canadian canola growers to meet the demand that's there. Davison says genetically modified corn in Mexico had never been an issue until the last few years. And so historically, Mexico has been one of the world's uh, main importers of GM crops. 
And uh, we noticed a few years back, uh, going back to almost around 2018, uh, we started to see some changes in the regulatory system, specifically as it relates to um, uh, approvals of uh, uh, biotechnology food products. And so we started to see those changes uh, around that time. More recently, as you pointed out, uh, it's been linked with uh, um, GM corn. Uh, but we did see a queue of products across multiple crops that started to build in the sense that we weren't getting the timely approvals that we had seen previously. So that's where the interest is. He doesn't believe Mexico is ignoring the science that proves genetically modified corn is safe. Uh, I don't think that's the case. As I said, historically, they've been one of the world's main importers of GM crops. So I think there are other um, other interests uh, driving activity in this space. Uh, we certainly know that... Um, Corn and and uh, the the cultural uh, strong cultural uh, crop and their strong interest in uh, domestic varieties that they have there. Uh, but the point here is that we need to have clear, predictable uh, science and risk based approaches to regulation across all crops and commodities. And that's where the interest from Canada and our interest specifically in terms of canola comes. But Davison wouldn't speculate on why there's been a shift in Amer- Mexican policy in recent years. I'm not going to speculate on that. And really, I think um, the source of it is is uh, less of a concern. Uh, the fact that it's been brought forward by, by the government of Mexico when we started to experience uh, some irregularities where previously uh, we had a predictable system, uh, that's really the driver. So we're less concerned about the source, but certainly want to work with uh, the government of Mexico and other stakeholders to return to uh, a situation of uh, a predictable science and, and risk-based approach to uh, uh, to regulation and specifically to considering uh, products of agricultural biotechnology. He simply hopes that the GM corn issue can be resolved soon. Yes, that's correct. And, and this latest action that was announced by the U.S. last week and then supported by uh, the Government of Canada's announcement uh, today uh, is also under Kuzma, under the dispute um, settlement provisions. Uh, but this is a, a consultation. And so, uh, you know, recently there were some positive signals from Mexico uh, in this regard. And what we're hoping is that these consultations can deliver more formal and substantive assurance that's required to provide that clarity and certainty about the regulatory approach moving forward. So we're very hopeful. Chris Davison is the Vice President of Stakeholder and Industry Industry Relations for the Canola Council of Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com In recent days, a dam and a hydroelectric plant in Russian-controlled areas of southern Ukraine have been destroyed. A section of a major pipeline carrying ammonia fertilizer was blown up as well. Arlen Suderman is the chief commodities analyst for Stone X. He says the global wheat market has become desensitized to news out of war-torn Ukraine. Producers knows that Russia's dumping cheap wheat onto the world market. So as long as Russia is able to do that, we don't see any impending shortages. So the market kind of discounts the news out of the Black Sea region. I think it's still significant. I think that the day of reckoning will eventually come with tight world wheat supplies. 
certainly I think the risks are probably higher now than they were a year ago, when, which was early in the war. But the market really doesn't seem to care right now because it's not seeing a direct impact on supply and demand of global supplies overall. Suderman believes there will be longer-term ramifications when it becomes more challenging to export wheat. That probably doesn't matter until we see enough of a shortage that we start seeing uh, the cash markets start to go up once again. Remember that wheat is one of those commodities that is largely traded on the cash market in the world versus soybeans, where virtually every bushel that's consumed is traded on the futures market at some point. Wheat is a much different animal. Meantime, more details about the dam explosion in southern Ukraine. Many thousands of acres of farmland have been flooded, and there is concern about future water supply for irrigation in the region. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzalo says this damage is now more important than the Black Sea shipping agreement. As a result of this, it it really kind of backs away and, and makes less important the issues with the Black Sea grain deal getting uh, updated or extended. Um, If if Ukraine can't get it out the door, it doesn't matter if there's an agreement and and a grain initiative and a corridor to ship through. Landmines are also being dislodged by the floodwaters, prompting concerns not just for residents, but also those coming to provide assistance. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers in our community. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly up in early trading today. Canola's up $5.20 at 678.42. Number one red spring wheat is down $2.39 at 362.21 a metric ton. The rest were unchanged. Durham, 396.61. Feed barley, 335.61. Chickpeas, 1036.17. Flax, 541.98. Lentils, 743.48. Oats, 225.32. Yellow peas, 369.99. Feed wheat, 270.97. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for July is down six and three quarter cents at $8.09 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon. This is Travis Platt reporting from Heartland Livestock Moose Jaw. Just under 300 head of cattle on offer here at our Tuesday regular sale, consisting of mostly cows, which sold fairly steady. Good big strong cows are $1.53 to $8.61, sales up to $8.66. The medium lower yielding cows are $1.42 to $8.52. Good bulls, $1.65 to $8.75. We did have five good red heifers that weighing 915 pounds that sold for $2,393 a piece. Sales are Tuesdays here for the summer, receiving Mondays till 7. As for this past Thursday, we did sell a triload of bulls on DLMS from Southview Ranch of Ceylon with a base weight of 1,025 pounds, selling for 242. This is Travis Platt reporting from Heartland Livestock Moose Jaw. And now the latest pork prices for the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants. They're currently at $202.94 per CKG, a little bit of an increase from yesterday. Coming up, the Resource Report. 
This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. The Bank of Canada Deputy Governor Paul Beaudry says the central bank is facing difficult decisions amid economic uncertainty, which means it may surprise people at times. The central bank announced Wednesday it is raising its key interest rate by a quarter of a percentage point, ending its pause on rate hikes and bringing the rate up to 4.75%. The decision to raise interest rates again wasn't completely unexpected, but some economists had predicted the central bank would wait a little longer to get more data before hiking rates again. The move is fueling speculation among experts that another hike is on the way next month, but Beaudry says nothing is predetermined. Federal Natural Resources Minister Jonathan Wilkinson has asked Saskatchewan to work together on shared energy priorities after Ottawa and the province recently clashed over differing net-zero plans. In a letter addressed to Premier Scott Moe this week, Wilkinson says he remains open to discussing how both parties can collaborate to build the economy and protect the environment. Wilkinson has been working with each province to create regional energy and resource tables. Saskatchewan is one of four jurisdictions that haven't agreed to set up those talks. On the markets, TSX is down 45 points at 19,897. The Dow is up 36 points to 33,870. Oil is down 63 cents at $70.66 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 74.90 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.